in, everybody, to this week's Five Aside, the show where we will get back to what it was originally about uh, now that we are done with our supporter group shows, where we're going to talk about five topics, aside from the most recent Five Stripes match. My name is Glenn Paisan, and tonight joining me is a woman who, God forbid, just can't bake normal things, you know, just normal baking food. It's got to it's gotta be tainted. It's got to be laced with with some sort of extra uh you're bit of extra really you're really talking about my extra factor like yeah, like you don't like or enjoy my extra factor no i love it no it's great i'm just calling you out a little bit it's jennifer taylor which you already knew if you haven't figured that out by now Hi, hey and look who's back we have um justin timberlake's doppelganger oh that's uh, not from the late 90s oh, dear, early no. 2000s I don't know if he I looked, like that. He looks really good with his hair grown out. I was, it's not, Jack Purdy, everybody. Jack is back. Let's go. Notably, Jack notab- and Jack. Notably not an NSYNC fan. No? No. Mm. Not at all. Justin, Justin's slipping, man. Are we, he... should, we rate, should we rate boy bands real quick? Are we NSYNC? Are we Backstreet? Are we 98 Degrees? Am I missing anyone? Well, New kids I, on the block. New, New kids, kids on the block. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the original, I, th- sure. I, I think it's that because the rest of them – don't stack up to me. And then Justin has not made it work on the solo stuff. That's hence why Instinct's back together, you know? Well, Justin's got a new album coming dropping soon, doesn't he? Did you did you see the reviews of that song that came out? No, I did not. Is oh, it not is it not bringing sexy back? It was whatever the opposite of it was. Like okay. he got turbo bombed by everybody. Hmm. The world is upside down because Beyonce is recording country music and That's Justin true. Timberlake is no longer sexy. Hey, I, I've listened to this. Uh, they're good. Of course they're going to be. It's she's Beyonce. Gonna, I don't she's think she's really, really ever released a, a dud. She's I am dying it. for a Beyonce-Dolly duet. Oh, Can we wow. please make that happen? Beyonce and Dolly? I think yes. A... All right, Dolly collabs year's... with everybody. Well, well, there you go. Next year's uh, Super Bowl halftime show is set. Ready to go. Well, Beyonce already did it. Well, yeah, not twice. With Dolly. Not with Dolly, though. No, no not with that. That would need... be badass. Be insane. Yeah. Okay. I'm all. I'm all for it. The world is upside down right now, and um, IFAB doesn't want to seem to be helping. So we're going to start off with a new rule. The the football overlords are looking to uh, introduce into this game that we all love so much that works really well as is but yeah let's throw let's throw some new shit in here blue cards sin bins so this came out oh i don't know it's been about a, a month month and a half ago that this was discussed i think it's been discussed even before, prior to but the idea behind this is that center refs would have the ability to send off players for dissent and cynical fouls for 10 minutes and goalkeepers would not be exempt from this new rule. This means if a goalkeeper is sent off, the team would have two options. Place an outfield player in goal. Get your Olivier Giroux in there. Put Strap the gloves on. God, that man's beautiful. Uh, for the 10 minutes, or you make a permanent sub for the keeper. FIFA, you know, always... Uh, the, the bastion of, of rationale and, and reason, <laughs> you know, it's bad when you're on the side of FIFA <laughs> has said that introducing blue cards at the elite level is far too premature and should be tested out in a responsible manner at the lower levels. Perhaps we will see this in the new uh, semi-pro women's leagues. That's going to be starting up here in, in Georgia. We will talk about that later. So according to the Times, the, the Football Association will consider testing sin bins in the FA Cup and the Women's FA Cup oh. next season. The Athletic also reported, and of course, MLS is in the mix to try this out. What do we think? Is this going to ruin the game? Is it worth trying out? Is it somewhere in the middle? I want you to go first, Jennifer, before I absolutely make it. this idea. Okay, okay, brilliant. that's that's totally fair. So, oh, um, you know, as a reformed oh, hockey, as, as a reformed hockey fan, I'm really not against <sighs> this. And I know okay. we kicked it, we kicked it out, we kicked it out, uh, we kicked it out a while ago. But I think 
you know, in an ideal universe, you would really prefer for refs to use the yellow card more effectively. But I think there are, I do think there are fouls. There are cynical fouls. There is, there is a space in between a red card and getting sent off completely and giving someone an extended, an extended advantage for something that's egregious, but not so egregious. You're getting sent off. And I think it gives the, I think it gives the refs a little bit more latitude um, because it's really hard in the, in the in game state for a ref to make that judgment call for something that is borderline to actually pull somebody off, off of, off of the pitch. So if you have something like this, the ref has a viable option that punishes the team, but not so much that the whole game is changed. Yes. 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 What? Yes. Okay. I got to push back on that just for a, a, a second. Thank so you for hear- vehemently agreeing with me, Jack. Thank yes, you. This is- I, I, I see where you're going with it gives them more latitude. I, I personally think it gives them less because by taking a player out for 10 minutes, you are dramatically affecting Let's be the clear. Game. Let's be clear. There's no way the final version of this is 10 minutes long. That's just not happening. It's going to be like four. Okay, it, there's, yeah. ten, 10 is just, ten a, num- is is just a random number that's out there okay. right now. 10 okay. is insane. Okay. I... I, I I could kind of get on board with like, you know, the, the idea of like, you're not permanently off. Right. So it's not as severe a punishment. 10 minutes would be severe. 10, ten minutes is ridiculous. There, there's yeah, no other okay, league okay. that does 10 minute penalty. I, I like. think that's where probably I'm feeling like the most against it is that probably that 10 number. Don't, to, don't even think, don't, don't, don't get hung up on it. Don't, it, it, that's okay, not real. So, None of that's real. That's we not have real. a salesman here. Go ahead. Uh, Here's a th- blue double D double die. Why Jen, do we need this? Jen, Jen was right across the board here. Like there are <laughs> app. If you want to reduce human error, give them uh, more protections, like to at least have something feasible that they can, that they can give out there in terms of penal in terms of penalties and stuff like that. There are some yellow cards that should not be. There are yellow cards that absolutely should be, but eventually they have two. The definition of a yellow card is way too wide for me. And if, especially for dissent here, if there is a way to punish that and speed up the game by getting but, rid of these really dumb arguments, because all these divas out here do we think not they have a, have a punishment. It's called yellow. No, because the refs. No, generally the yellow does. There's no. Imp, there's outside of you get a card and you have to be careful. I have for seen the rest of the like. There's no real yeah. punishment that giving a yellow. Impact. A ref is never going to give a second yellow for dissent. Like well, it just should. I've seen it once in the seven years. Why do we need years. new rules? Like this is already taken this care is better. of. Like it's a, it's pro- not. No, it's a uh, problem d- of the refs not enforcing the rule, not following it. Why don't you they think just follow you it? Think, you think they're going to... They should? They, well, they should, but we have hundred about 100 years of proof saying, saying, saying that they won't. Uh, okay, lots of enough. MLS coverage There's to show the reality that of what it is. I hear you. Yeah, okay. that's that's just not happening. Also, think about all the other sports that like are you go from one end to the other and put a thing in a net. Yeah. They all have this, and it works. Hockey, field hockey specifically, already has a three-tier system of cards. They have a green, yellow, and red. Green is your classic two minutes penalty. Yellow is like in ice hockey, your five-minute major penalty where you are out oh, for five God. minutes are, are we no matter go to the what point happens. There's a scrap on the field. The refs just go, go ahead, have it out. Now go sit in that box for Please. three minutes. Well, they Please. don't have, pads. Well, they don't have pads. They don't have pads, though, so that's a little bit different. Uh, okay, but And then they have the straight, and then they have the red, if, if, if it warrants it. Like, they're, like every a lot of other leagues already have these systems built in place for the degrees of fouls, because there always was varying degrees of fouls. The first and second yellow, I do get how that kind of treats it that way. I could get the dissent, but like cynical fouls, like it is part of the game. It is a tactic to foul a player in a cynical way to stop a promising attack. And yellows are routinely given out for that. I don't want to see that go away. Like that's part of the game. I do. And the NBA has been trying to get rid of this as well. They have so the takes so that's, that's what's called a take foul in the NBA. That's a technical free that's a technical foul now and you get a free throw for you get Oh god. Like, Are we they should yeah. get a a penalty then from so no, I'm just, no no no. Okay, don't take my words where they're where where you think they're going here. <laughs> no way does that it constitute a penalty kick, but okay. a lot of those I, I I part of why I don't like watching some soccer sometimes is because it turn like how red bulls play like it's just annoying there's a lot of annoying ways to watch so- a lot of, no- of annoying ways to play soccer within the rules that are given which i get those are there's philosophies and all that kind of stuff that i'm not super well versed on but it's a way to play 
but this is an entertainment product first and foremost. And I would like my soccer to be enjoyable and not my blood boiling because some dudes think they have the freedom to just bully people. In other sports, you get sent off for that. You get at least somewhat penalized and you have to have a cool down. That doesn't happen in soccer. I would absolutely love that. Also for Atlanta, also just just think about it in the Mercedes-Benz context. Do you think there's any way we're going to lose games this, if there's a blue card involved? Like, we are going to win 6 nothing all the time, and we're going to absolutely love it. Yes. And I will move my season ticket to be right next to the sin bin so that I can bang on the sin bin oh for however God. long the player is like, yeah, I'm, that'll be me. Oh my God. There has, hands. We have to have plexiglass boxes. There'll be, there'll be, there'll be a plex. Also, also maybe, you know, that. drive by you just on the sideline. I want you in the a penalty. physical, yeah. I want you in a physical box. Also in general, in general, like I wouldn't mind if there was just more scoring in general in soccer like i'm just not opposed to that idea the nba has done it they've now gone too far in the other in that direction they're now they've, they've literally they've literally just started doing it basically studies on how to kind of curtail all that because they realize it's gotten a little out of hand um but they recognized and they're doing something about it but like i if you tell me that a, a 1-1 game could turn into like a 4-2 game that's sure okay. I, and I, I think Jack just hit the nail on the head with this and that ultimately, at least in America, yes. people want to see scoring. They don't go to watch a soccer match Agreed. or any professional sports league to watch great quality defensive play, even though we all know that's what win champ, wins championships, right? So okay. having you know a penalty period, a sin bin period or whatever, you're absolutely going to increase scoring in the league. But I think in a way that would be balanced right it wouldn't be so overwhelming especially if they tweak it down Mm. from 10 minutes to something more like you know three to five minutes there's only so fast you can run 100 you know you can run and score and so many times in that time frame yeah this 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 is the new like sub rules that they institute this year like just anything that gets rid of the bullshit in soccer i want i hear you like and uh, there, and this at least address now. If this ends up being a disaster and the tests go poorly, then fine, get it out, get it out. I don't want it well, to be there. The if proposals it's make it worse. The proposals were supported at IFAB's annual business meeting in London. Uh, I think that was back in November. Um, so now the next the annual general meeting is on March second in Glasgow, where any proposed changes to the laws of the game will be considered for approval. I would uh, say the, the the getting rid of a goalie we'll thing is a little harsh. At least in yeah, ice hockey, you can, at least in ice hockey you can sub one back in if your goalie gets a penalty yeah. or something like that and take nah. off a position player. So like, I, I totally would understand. Yeah, just at least let them put the replacement in for a little bit and take out a field player or something like that. But okay. that's super specific. The U.S. Open Cup. This one I think we're kind of unified on in that we 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 like the cup, but we understand I think what's going on. So as reported by ESPN, preliminary plans for the 2024 edition of the U.S. Open Cup have been approved by a subcommittee of the U.S. Soccer Federation Board of Directors, but it ain't going to be like it has been. Details are still being ironed out, but it looks like it will be a hybrid of tournament uh, with not every single MLS team participating. Apparently, the plan calls for the Federation to make its largest financial investment ever to ease the cost of travel and assist with promotion, which is a big issue, especially for the lower division teams, the murder owls of the world. Uh, the source also indicated this format would be for 2024 only, and there would be ongoing discussions with all the stakeholders about working collaboratively to find a permanent long-term format for the ter- uh, for the tournament. Um, in an interview with ESPN, Don Garber said, Everybody in the soccer business needs to rethink how competitions have been organized to ensure that we can continue to evolve and manage what is the single biggest issue for all professional soccer, and that's the management of our schedule. So, you know what would fix that? You, you know what, what would fix your problem, Don? What? What's that? Freaking increase the salary cap and the roster size. Yeah, they're going to be meeting soon, or they already did about uh, yeah. that 12, that 12 uh, board of governors uh, met in hashing some stuff out i suppose about that but if the best league if the best league in the world the premier league let's all we can all agree the premier league is the best league in the world 
Yes. Is, is that a fair? Uh, fair it's subjective, but yeah, as far as yeah. raw yes. talent, yeah. Oh, okay. Quality, speed so, of play, so the thing. Premier League has three cup trophies, three cup trophies that everybody's entered into. They play yes. UEFA Champions and, and Chelsea League. Chelsea loses all three. Go ahead. Yes, they play <laughs> UEFA Champions League if you qualify. You play <laughs> Europa League if you qualify. So we're not asking MLS to do anything. You're by playing Europa in the US Conference Open Cup. League as well. There's, there's right? So I'm just saying, you're not yeah. asking MLS, MLS to do anything right. different than the best league in the world is doing. And I'm sure Germany has similar equivalents. I can't but remember what they But they have the roster yep. flexibility to handle the go. workload. You know? that's, the bo- that's MLSPA's issue with it is yes. you can't ask the rosters as they're constructed to play in three cup tournaments and a full league schedule. Bingo! Um, according they're to not Carlisle... As of now, the top seven Supporters Shield finishers that are currently not in CONCACAF Champions Cup, I will never get used to saying that, will enter their first teams, plus Houston, as defending champs for a total of eight MLS teams. It's not a completely done deal yet, apparently, but it's close. So basically that means Seattle, LAFC Houston, Atlanta, RSL, Dallas, Kansas City, and San Jose. And still not much data on, you know, MLS Next Pro teams, how many of those will be entered. But I think you raise the really good point, the point. It's it's not it's not the amount of matches, it's the amount of players you have available to play said matches. Right. That's that's the the issue. If you have free flowing ability to bring up from your 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 second team and and so on and so forth, you could probably do that, and it'd be really interesting. A good opportunity for the kids to get get some play, get some minutes, yeah, get I some do. eyeballs yeah. on them. It's a good way to showcase your 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 development of all these teams, and it it would then, you know, emphasize to all these teams, hey, if you're not de- focusing on your development and your kids, maybe you should, because we got this tournament where a lot of the kids are going to be playing. And it's just not like that right now. I think that's the simple solution. The other solution is uh, my favorite. To it solves all of MLS's problems, and it's a shoot leagues cup into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know, I I'm almost there with you. Like I really almost there with you, but I don't dislike the growth and promotion of the game, and that th- that leagues cup is designed to do. You know, where specifically? Here. Like, I don't well, get how this does that at all. Outside they're, of- they're trying to attract the Mexican, prime, obviously the Mexican Latin American speaking audience okay. to MLS, right? And that's fair. So if you have MLS teams playing Liga MX teams on the regular, you get some little rivalries developing because of cup tournament ties and things like that. Oh you're accessing a huge market that's already consuming soccer product. They're just not consuming Garber soccer product. They're yes, consuming yes, their yes. hometown soccer product. Right. So okay, that makes know, sense. Yeah. Garber we have that soccer little, product. Oh dear. Make God. it a sticker. Oh God. <laughs> we have that whole little thing with club America from beating them at Campione's cup and mm-hmm. beating that, be, you know, you know, you know so there's a little bit of a sting between us and, and America. And that's the kind of thing I think was the intent of leagues cup in the first place is to, you know, yeah. get, Latinx 100%. eyeballs on MLS and get 100%. them in the buildings because we are still a very gate driven league. Right. Yes. Like, yes, like yes, that's yes. where the, the revenue is not going to come from TV unless you're, I mean, that's why in. all the games are played here. That's yeah. why we don't go to Mexico for anybody. You know? Right. Yeah. So hundred percent. Mr. Bogert's power rankings, Tommy scoops where he thinks all these teams are going to wind up for what it's worth. We still have our competition going on uh, Atlanta United Fan TV's Discord. And actually, it's open to everyone now. Look for the link in all our various social media channels. If you want to get in on that, it is free to play. And you will win some dope prizes for, well, whoever wins the East, the West, and overall for just correctly predicting um, where everybody is going to land. So I don't know if we want to run through every spot, but in the top four, well, I don't know if top four really matters now because like the top eight, nine make the playoffs. But for the top four, he's got in the East, Columbus. I think that's fair. They're, they're, they look as good a chance to repeat as we did in 2019 for, for me. Yeah. 
Um, Cincinnati in second, fair. Miami third. Yeah, I don't. I, I think we all agree that they're not going to run away supporter shield or even really challenge for the supporter I shield. I still don't have a hard time picturing them finishing top four in the league. This playoffs isn't to say sure. that. Yeah, I, I I don't think that they missed the playoffs again. Um, but but I just again, you, you know, mm. you've got no depth. There's no one in the academy they can pull up. They lose anybody else at this stage in the game in the season. They lose anybody else to a long-term injury, and your probabilities are way, way high. They're pretty – They're going to find a way to sign Luka Modric, though, in in June (laughs) and and break more rules. Like, they're going to find ways to do this. Number four, he's got Orlando. Hold on, hold on. Miami is screaming New York Mets to me. Like, if this isn't the Ah. the soccer version of the Mets, I don't know what they are. There's just – yeah, that's fair. I, I I have I if they finish higher than fourth in the East, I'll be stunned. That's fair my enough. favorite analogy ever, Jack. Thank you for like making space to get that in there. <laughs> yeah, like for real. And it's not that I hate Miami because I'm not the anti messy person or whatever. I um, but I I just you know every you know I I don't know why nobody nobody wants to pick Columbus because they're a freaking juggernaut like they are they're insane they're so good. yeah they're they're, they're so just they crazy do everything not to. right they only got better they have depth they have and the they've best been doing it together league. with this unit for like yeah. three and a half years they have now. Darlington Nagby that's, that's it that's just, just about it's, to say. it's just how this works if you have Man, Darlington you're gonna win what, anybody just, see what he tweeted out today with all four rings that photo if he gets, that he if he, he, if he gets another there. one, this man's going to start turning into MLS's Tom Brady if we're not careful. Fair enough. True. He's still got a few more years in him. He can oh, he's do fine. it. Man. He is. He plays so smoothly. That dude could play till he's forty-five. Glides. He really truly glides over the pitch. What do we think about Orlando being ahead of Atlanta? He's got Atlanta in fifth. Orlando fourth. I I feel like we're probably going to slot in somewhere between fifth, fourth. Good season. I want fourth. Obviously, I want more. Um, I, I think I think we're going to wind up somewhere between third and fifth. I, I think okay. it just it, you know it depends on how the season runs out. It depends on okay. injuries. Depends on how bad how many people are we going to lose this summer to various international duties and for mm. how long. Okay. Um, Orlando, God, f- fuck you, Orlando. Um, yeah. I, I, all they did was get better. All they and yeah. they were good a lot of teams last did. The year. East is significantly better than the West. The, yes. the list the, rounds the West out. might as well not sh- like, like it's not even fair that like all those I mean, teams in the West the are same as, the it's the same as last year, right? Where it was like, we were sitting in like sixth or seventh and we had just as many points as St. Louis. Like, yeah, correct. That's the why season. Like, yeah, it, it's hundred percent. See, also what Seattle was, weren't they like, like, like club, club world cup burned in that front part of the season? Or was that two seasons ago? Uh, that was 2022. They won that. Two seasons or, or didn't win it. Uh, they won champions. They played. They played. Yeah, yeah, they played in it, and they got. So they, they started it and and end it like in December of 2023, like right. December 2022, early January 2023. That's right. right. So 2023, right. they were just absolutely. De- they were just yeah. decimated by the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, well, That's why okay. everybody calls zombie them zombie Sounders. Zombie Sounders. Zombie Sounders. Yeah. And also, I'm getting off track a little bit, but shout out to the to the Sounders for giving Ozzy the the one day oh, yeah. contract. That was so cool. Pure class was for a pure class guy. Maybe we do the same thing with Joseph someday. Who knows? Uh, the list rounds out with Philadelphia. He's going to need to buy us all some pollo some, uh, with the. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. It'd be amazing. <laughs> um, Philadelphia in sixth, then New England, Nashville, Red Bulls, New York City in 10th, Woo. Montreal in 11th, Chicago Fire 12th, and Charlotte all the way down in 13th. They did get a win over NYC. So there's that. And then in the West, Seattle in first, LAFC. Yeah, we know those two are going to be battling it out. Vancouver in third. They'd bite your arm off for that. St. Louis in fourth. I think they're going to have a good second season. I don't see why not. RSL in fifth. That would be pretty good for Real Salt Lake. Houston in sixth. I could actually see Houston finishing a little higher up, a little dark horse even more. Yeah. For not shield, but like cup contender, dark horse, Dallas as well. I think could be there. Galaxy, they ain't gonna do much. They'll be happy if they sneak into the playoffs. You know, Colorado, you know, Dallas they got better, is better, uh, but Colorado's always Colorado, and you just wait, wait, wait. Dallas is much. Kevin Egan's unsexy, like unsexy pick to watch this season. 
He yes. went all over a he bunch did. of the Atlanta he podcast did. scene. He was on a uh, soccer down here. He did Atlanta yeah, soccer night. Yeah. Um, and, and he all he was doing good. was like, you know, Dallas is going to be sneaky. Good. Sneaky. So, good. Yep. Just, Maybe. just wanted to point yeah. that out there. I am. Um, Timber is uh, all the way down in 10th. They just lost their shirt sponsor too, which I think their fans are actually happy about because there were some. Uh, there was, hmm, yes. Some things it, going it, on. It, it, it's not Portland if it's not angsty. That's true. Yes. Um, Sporting KC in 11th. If that happens, is Peter Vermees finally gone? Probably. Peter Vermees needed to go last year, even though they like wound up longest tenured manager now. Yeah, I but I, I just they need. I, I agree with you. I, I agree. Um, Are we so... sure he's not like Jim Beheim and he's just going to be there until <laughs> he like until he's until he says, "You yeah, fuck it, I'm done." No, I'm not sure of that at all. I'm not yeah. sure of that at all. Um, San Jose and Minnesota dead last. No, Austin. My, uh, oh, my, uh, uh, not uh, dark Austin. horse pick for the wooden. Spoon oh, and then I, year. I'm sorry. I, I left out, um, on the East, uh, but I just blanked DC United and Toronto. You just Toronto didn't scroll that being, far in the notes. Yeah. You, know, you didn't have, you didn't have to mention them. Like they, that was that's really true. optional. That that's was true. optional. That's, uh, that's true. And I think that's fair. Austin, I think is going to struggle. Minnesota's going to struggle. They just got a coach. So Jack, uh, who's your wooden spoon pick? What's that? The worst team in the league. Wooden spoon. Oh. Oh God! I just hate it. I hate Toronto. I, I, I yeah. Toronto for me. I think Toronto is got a little bit better from last year. Worst vibes, Chicago Fire. Okay. I, and I I was gutted for for Gutman. He came out in the second or third minute, non-contact injury. He was crying. You know it's serious. Oh, is he okay? Is he was so happy anything? to go. He was so happy to go back. And to go out like that is that's brutal. And he's a, he's a genuinely good guy. He plays with his heart on his sleeve. He cares it's about all the stems to that damn piece of plastic. What? Remember that's how he got his first injury with us. Was he slipped on that piece of plastic? Oh, he did. Wow. That's how he got that first injury. Why? And then yeah. here comes the train of events after that because of a Ugh. piece of plastic. Son of a bitch. Hmm. All right, moving on to uh, the women's World Cup and the women's game. Just in, in general. Jennifer, you want to lead this one? So uh, in case you live under a rock in soccer land, uh, you may or may not have heard that the U.S. and Mexico have launched a joint bid for 2027 uh, for the yes. Women's World Cup, which, um, you know, FIFA maybe needs to get their heads out of their asses considering they've already awarded, what, the 2031, 2030, whatever, the next Men's World Cup after the 2026 World Cup, they've already awarded to Saudi Arabia. So... Given the fact that, you know, it doesn't just snap your fingers, ooh, let's put on a World Cup, we're getting a little close for 2027 to just now be awarded. But um, for you Atlanta-centric folk, the really interesting news that uh, was dropped this week is the uh, FIFA Bid Evaluation Committee started their tour of potential venues uh, in one fair city of Atlanta. And uh, also dropped on... uh, They've already toured for the men's, did they not? Like the bid process is different, you know. Obviously, things are. Well, different. We know the and facilities. I assume may not even be the, the same people. Well, it, I, I don't. I, I don't know how oh, different it is okay. for the for the women's That's world fair. cup. Uh, but there are going to be a lot of eyes, and I mean a lot of eyes on the She Believes Cup, which is scheduled to be here in Atlanta. Yes, very if excited. You do not already have your tickets for She Believes. We need to pack the bends out because we will be able to set a record for a women's soccer match by filling the lower bowl up. And there's not a ton of seats left. There are some seats left. And in case you missed notification from your favorite supporter group, you can also, if you haven't already bought a ticket, uh, buy a ticket to She Believes, and uh, there will be a monetary donation to the supporter group that you buy your ticket through. Uh, They've been emailing out links and dropping links. So you got no excuse to go. It's a double header. The supporter section ticket was like $37. Walk out the door for two amazing matches that I'm so looking forward to seeing. Um, So that's really cool. The reason it's important that we show up for She Believes is because another little nugget uh, that Jason Longshore dropped is if we can demonstrate the demand and, you know, the capacity for, you know, filling up a large scale stadium, uh, there's definitely discussion about Atlanta for the final. 
Oh, man. Let's go. How amazingly badass would that be? I'm totally fine. I'll take a second mortgage. It's okay. <laughs> Get some tickets. Like, that. that is... Is it too hyperbolic to say transformative? Well, I mean, we already have a, a men's semifinal, semifinal schedule to play here. here. Like, is that is it too hyperbolic to say this this stretch of years that we have coming up between now and then these next three years? I, I, Pippa, I, and Glenn, I, I am in. This? Like, I'm in the camp transformative. Of, right? I firmly believe. I firmly believe. Had Mercedes Benz had the ninety thousand capacity or could have been modified mm, to right, have 90,000 people in it, I think it wouldn't have even been a question between Dallas and New York, and we would have had the final. They mm, seem to really yeah. like what we're doing here. Just Great. saying. Yeah, you don't agree. have to drive through Newark to get to the World Cup final if it's here. Right. It's Everything's right there. It's right there. You don't have to go um, to Newark. On, on, a, on, a, on a slightly lower rung, lower tier league note, um, we now have access to some semi-professional and soon to be professional women's soccer. Yes. Very cool. Um, so this is, this is really exciting. And not only do we have access to this, we're going to have an in-town option for watching it, uh, because a club called Decatur FC joined the WPSL, the Women's Professional Soccer League, which is a whole bunch of different tiers of lower league soccer. Uh, as part of the Southeastern Conference that already had clubs you may have heard of, like Atlanta Fire, Georgia Impact, Chattanooga FC, UFA Gunners. Um, so there, there's some teams in Tennessee, and there's a couple. There's a team out in Birmingham, and they'll play like an interleague schedule. Decatur FC is going to play out of Decatur High School. And what these are, it, it's because it's semi-professional, it's a lot of elite high school players uh, that playing through the summer, collegiate kids, some developing internationals, things of that nature. Further to that, um, Georgia Impact, which is uh, like up near Canton, Georgia, right? So like that's kind of more my yeah. hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they signed a letter of intent to become a professional club, which now the WPSL has enough teams saying they want to be pro um, to be able to form an actual third division of women's soccer in this country. So that that's may cool. happen as soon as next year. It's pretty – yes. It's, you know, again, it's not an, you know, it, it's not a top flight team. You're not going to see Alex Morgan out there. Um, but it's great that we're getting the grassroots infrastructure here Absolutely. for the women's game. You're given, um, you're given young, young women out there a, a chance to play the game at a, at, at a pretty high level. Yeah. Uh, locally. That's, yeah. that's incredible. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's amazing. And I, I think the demand is there. I and I, I think, you know, Atlanta is becoming a destination for women's sports in general. You know, they've done some really good things with ownership changes and, 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 you know, in-game stuff with the move to the smaller arena uh, for the Atlanta dream. I think the game, you know, if you watch them on TV, the games look better, they're set, they yes. sound louder. Uh, and we're actually in the middle of the inaugural season of the new brand new, like completely brand new women's professional volleyball league. Vibes are um, high. Yeah, the Atlanta vibe. The I actually got a good. chance. The vibes are good. Positive vibes. Um, go. I actually got a chance to go check out go check out one of their matches um, not so long ago up at Gwinnett Arena. And let me tell you what a fun time it is. They got a DJ. You can pay 20 bucks and literally stand courtside and watch all the action. I mean, oh, for yeah. me, it was kind of like back at home being in a volleyball tournament, having no yeah. angle to call line balls and still yelling at, you know, refs and saying things were out and, <laughs> you know, whatever. And, you know, luckily not getting that. But I think, you know, having had a kid who spent six years in club volleyball, right? Like the best thing for me was to see hordes and hordes of club volleyball girls getting to watch and have idols that they can look up to playing a sport that they love playing professionally like that to me is is so great because you know look tech has a great volleyball team they have great volleyball program it, it's top 10 in the country um unfortunately nobody can watch them because they play in a tiny gym yes so you know unless you know somebody or you go to the one match a year that they play at the alexander memorial coliseum that seats more people um, it's really hard to see them in action. Uh, same thing at, at KSU, like their volleyball setup is very, very small. Um, and you know, volleyball's growing. I mean, Jack, you can speak better on this cause I know you cover it a lot more, but 
Yeah, no, it's yeah. Been fast fastest growing youth sport in the country amongst girls. Fastest growing sport watched on ESPN's platform. So you can watch any D one volleyball game on ESPN Plus if you have access to that. It's or not Brett Network. Shea and pickleball. Thank God it's oh. not. Dear God, dear God. <laughs> it was uh, his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Brett Shea. Hey, I, I, my dad got to play golf with Breck one time at a charity tournament. They, they had a good time together. So I think, <laughs> uh, it was the Fantastic. one thing Breck Shea won while he was with Atlanta United, sadly. Um, wow. Oh. But I know, I know. Poor guy. That's Oof. not the first time I've made that joke on this podcast either. Um, probably not. But no, yeah. It, you know, it, in terms of like just sheer fun of an event to go to, volleyball is hard to beat. It's quick. And if it's not quick, the match is good. Yeah. I mean, and it really is exciting to watch, and it really is so much. It, it is. It doesn't televise as well. It's almost too fast to televise well. It's get. It's yeah. It's so, somewhat. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm. I follow it decently. If you want to watch these matches, they're all for free on YouTube when they happen. Like you don't have to pay anything. Oh, that's all cool. these the entire league's on YouTube right now. Um, oh, very cool. Atlanta is playing out of the arena out in Duluth. Uh, what Gas South or whatever it's called. Right yeah, now. Gas South. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that's where you can find them. Uh, then Tech starts back. Actually. I can't say when these next matches are. That isn't public yet. I do know the fall matches will begin August. So, Cool. So on the heels of, of all that, um, when the growth of the women's game in locally and in these smaller markets, uh, the USL Super League also, um, also kicking off. And the clubs there are scattered around the country. We got Brooklyn, Carolina, Chattanooga, Dallas, Fort Worth. Fort Lauderdale, Indianapolis, Sporting Jacks, Madison, Lexington, Oakland, Palm Beach, Phoenix, Spokane, uh, Zephyr, FC, Tampa Bay Sun, FC, and Tucson. It's just incredible. Um, you know, the the way, how fast it, it seems to be going now because it's taken forever to get here and now it just feels like Accelerant has been, has been put on this. Um, I love it. Um, even over uh, across the pond. Um, the FA, they're making a big commitment as well that could really potentially transform the the landscape of women's football in England. Um, as reported by uh, Nitish Verma, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, with BNN, the FA has unveiled an initiative set to bolster the health and well-being of female players across the Women's Super League and Championship. And it's in collaboration with Well HQ, um, signifies a monumental shift towards recognizing and addressing the unique health needs of female athletes with England manager Serena Vegman and midfielder Kara Walsh uh, allotting the initiative. The announcement comes on the heels of an independent review led by ex-England international Karen Carney, which sharply criticized the existing support framework for female athletes and called for immediate action. Each of the 24 clubs in the Women's Super League and Championship will appoint designated female health representatives who will undergo specialized training and help them to empower to provide sustainability and support areas critical to female athlete health and, uh, you know, um, including pregnancy, postnatal care, menstrual cycle health, and, and pelvic care. So it's being taken seriously here, across the pond, across the globe, despite, uh, you know, what, what Jenny had to go through uh, in the Women's World Cup in, in Spain and that whole debacle that should never have, have happened and she shouldn't have to do, uh, uh, you know, take on that, that mantle and, and that role in that really tough moment, but she did. And uh, God willing, this only continues to grow in, in advance. Um, it's long overdue. And uh, if we've got momentum, uh, we got to keep the momentum, keep it going. So if you have opportunities locally or wherever you're at to go out and support women athletes in volleyball, soccer, wherever it is, it's worth your money. And if we want this thing to grow, it requires us to show up and tend and, and support it. It's important. I'll bet you can't guess what we're <laughs> going to talk about with number five. Uh, Jack, you want to, you want to start it off? You want to take a, a, a swig at this? Sure. Um, I used to be both have lived in Georgia for a considerable number of years. Uh, at least in the last ten to fifteen, am I right in saying that? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you, I've you are been aware here since two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Oh, okay. So you actually. I'm a native. I've been native. here. All for, right. Yeah, we're not going to say yeah, how long did, I've been here for. Oh, you've been you've been here long enough. All right, uh, Glenn. Before you moved here. Yes. Uh, 
you could not buy a beer in the state of Georgia over like a four to five percent alcohol level. Uh, just wasn't available. Wasn't legal. Wasn't a <sighs> thing that you could do. Uh, that I'd got ra- only that got, got raised in the mid. That got raised in the aughts. Uh, to like, I want to say like twelve or thirteen or something like that. It's since been raised to like eighteen or like sixteen or seventeen or eight somewhere. Good, somewhere. I like high gravity beers. Shout so, out to so, Lost so, Druid Elementals, twelve percent. It's delicious. But yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, back when so my dad started this brewery called Wild Heaven, which y'all may may have gone to. We're always at a bunch of footy mob stuff. Um, when we started, it was actually no, Glenn, you missed this too. That brewery started in 2011. Uh, it was not legal for us to sell a human being a beer back then. I remember you had to buy a um, like a beer, like a tour, right? Yes, you had to yeah. buy a tour, buy which we had to schedule, and they had to be educational. You bought a glass, and we could give you souvenir beer up to a f- however many legal ounces there were. You can only sell to distrib- breweries can only sell to distributors for outside sales that isn't out of out of house right now eventually in 2017 yeah 17 that law got changed finally mm-hmm. um to where you could buy beer at a brewery and also buy it to go as well so you can take up to two cases of beer by yourself this is why no one in the state of georgia has ever bought a keg from a brewery because you would have to bring like eight people to add up all the ounces <laughs> that could right. fill a keg right right also the breweries just don't sell kegs to like that, that goes that goes out and they get brought back and it's kind of a whole recycle program um, so it's been this very long and back. And at the time we finally could sell beer direct to consumers. We were one of five States left in the country that couldn't do that yet, which meant 45 others had somehow figured this out before us, despite the fact we have Sweetwater who's been around since forever and Terrapin, um, would while have an open, like you had to be a functioning brewery at high scale, small, whole, like just like small, just your town square breweries were not a thing because there was no functional legal way for them to exist as a business there you could not just you could not self-distribute which is kind of the whole thing about small businesses of being able to do that kind of stuff there was a bill recently most recent very recently in the state legislature that was going to allow that for breweries especially small breweries to do minimized or minimal localized just self-distribution to at least get some stuff out the door get it to your local package store whatnot because what people do is they go to a brewery and then they go buy it whatever is closest to them that's just how it's always worked for years um it got shot down. And here is why. The number one political donor in the state of Georgia are alcohol distributors, a.k.a. What? the middlemen between breweries and retailers. This is why it took so freaking long for breweries mm. to be able to sell their own beer because we had to tell them to their faces, hey, literally every other state, it works, and everyone gets more money in the process. Like This is how you get more popular is when you can just go to a brewery. This is like the experience. It would be, it was weird that when we visited family, we could go to a brewery and like hang out. Like that wasn't a thing you could do here growing up. Like it wasn't a family thing that people could do, but that's what we could do now, thankfully. Um, So it got shut down, which is really sucks because there's some breweries that just can't exist still in the state of Georgia because they cannot distribute well enough because it's really hard to get shelf space is impossible to get now because if you're basically not creature comforts, wild leaf, sweetwater, terrapin, or, uh, Monday night or someone like that, even us, we have a hard time getting shelf space. If you don't have a good retail spot to then compensate for that, bleh, that's it. That's ballgame. And so, especially for small towns, like like a little making, like imagine just a little making brewery just out there. Just They got their spot right. on whatever their street is. Like, oh yeah, no, you can go buy it wherever and we just, they, we sell it straight to them. That solves so many problems. Uh, it didn't happen. So it's this has been a long, long fight that, uh, which is just so dumb. But this is where the Georgia state politics shows its cards. Sadly, uh, is in this stuff. So, uh, if you see a small, all that to say, if you see a small brewery that's in your town, go help them out because it's extra, it's extra hard in Georgia for them to survive. Um, even now with better laws than there were ten of what twelve years ago when Wild Heaven started. Right. It's still like. Are the Wild Heaven's business is based on people coming in the door instead of distribution right. like it was in the past. Yeah, it's we, not, they have, it's not we, buying we, the beer at the stores. Yeah, we yeah. may have emergency drinking beer, which people recognize around the southeast, but it's that's that getting sold in other states is not driving our business. Uh, it's the fact that people show up and have a good time at our, at our at our locations, which is really fun. So, yeah, if you see a place that's small, help them out. 
if the you beer sucks, the man, I don't know what to tell you. But that's... watch, watch your, watch your footy at your at your local brewery. Pop over to Wild Heaven, or you know, if you're outside of Atlanta or wherever, you've got a small local operation. Just know that it's not easy for them to do what they do. And no, and and they're real people. They're real, they're real people. people. They're not just some figment of your imagination. These are real people that nope. put a lot of care uh, into their craft. A lot. And a lot. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of your Dolly Parton of the of the Wild Heaven Dolly Parton series. That is my uh, there there. We, there's a series that's called the Happiest Hour series that Wild Heaven does, and it's it's just whatever thing we just come up with. There's a new release once every week or so, and some get a spot in the calendar that sticks. That beer has stuck for four years now, and if it is on, I drink it. There is nothing else I will drink no, outside great. of that beer if it's there. That that beer is amazing. So yeah, I'm not even a beer person one. for the most part, and I love it. I I like that. I I, I love everything that you do. Then I like the uh, the the collab that you guys do with uh, the botanical gardens, the garden beers. I garden love beers oh, the garden beer is really good. Yeah, it's a yep. it's a cider right now. Actually, it's a Stop spice it. cider. It's a spice cider right now. I don't know how much is left, but that is the current version. It changes, um, it changes Glenn, every... the next uh, five takes episode we need to do on location so I can go get myself. A got six it. Six we'll do. Yeah. You yeah. got it. Sorry. Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ode to Mercy is always one of my standbys. And um, what is it? The, the Blackbird White. Um, white Blackbird's classic. White Blackbird. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely classic. Yep. Always go to. And yeah, I mean, you can you can just pound emergency all day and you'd be, you really you'd be fine. Yeah, it's good. It's a good session beer. It's got um, it's got sea salt in it, so it's it's technically a, a hydration a hydration beer, but it's electrolytes. It's got it's, it's what, an it's an energy. It's drink. got what plants crave. That's right. <laughs> Give some for your plants too; they'll appreciate it. Do a good thing for your brewery. And they the, have that new app thing that you can get, where like you take a picture of your plant and it diagnoses like how sick your plant is and what to do with it, and wow. like it tells you to put chili in it or coffee or sugar oh or apparently God. beer. You know, our brewmaster's our brewmaster's a hoarder culturalist. I wouldn't be surprised if he accidentally had some input into that. He literally, he literally had a PBS. He literally had a PBS garden show before doing this. I can't believe I had no idea. That's really yeah. cool. There's okay. really an app for this. We've peaked as a society. That's it. We're is not going to achieve app? anything else. No, this is how we saw blue cards. There's an app for that. <laughs> you look at the watch. You look at your gold line technology watch. Is it blue card or not? <laughs> Have I finally broken Glenn? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's laughing so hard now. He's crying. So see, we kept the oh, alive, Mission Glenn. accomplished. Mission accomplished. Um, one bill that did make its way uh, past at least crossover day, it's not law yet, um, is uh, gambling. So it's been tried and tried and tried many times in, in this state, but it might happen now. Senate Resolution 579 would allow voters to decide if the state's constitution should be amended to allow various forms of gambling. So that's kind of a workaround for legalizing that here. It's amending the constitution. So the bill that's attached to the resolution would provide 80% of the gambling proceeds to education, namely pre-K funding. And after that, the hope scholarship, um, there were all the same concerns noted about gambling, but it passed 41 to 12. So it might happen, and then it would be up to the voters, which I my feeling is if it comes in November, it would probably, it I think would probably we, I, pass. I think it'd be safe. And there's been a very large corporate effort to get this done, too. Oh, totally. There's a lot FanDuel, of money FanDuel literally has an office now in oh. Pont City Market. They've like they've put down roots prize picks. You've probably seen a gazillion Wait, FanDuel's in Ponce? FanDuel is FanDuel is in Ponce, yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> I did uh, not know this. Price Picks is also in Midtown Atlanta. Like they're growing like crazy right now, and they are heavily like they hi- they've hired people to basically go to the state legislature and help and help lobby. Like they are hmm. doing a lot of work. Like they there there's a large expectation that Atlanta will be a forefront for gambling companies to be able to operate, sports gambling companies especially to be able to operate and do well because. Atlanta's so uh, this week's uh, Saturday Night Live special commercial, Rock Bottom Kings, was a- especially applicable to the state of Georgia. 
Oh, it's great. They they had a they had a they had a, a skit where you know because of all the betting apps and things like that, uh, where you could bet on like how your friend was going to hit rock bottom and how he had a gambling problem, <laughs> and uh, you didn't. But you're betting on your friend, like oh where your God. friend's gambling problem. And, I like, thought I thought you were segueing into um, like The Rock. And, and no, and no. Now that The Rock is back in WWE and trying and messing with Cody Rhodes, Atlanta boy. Um, you know, at, at WrestleMania, and uh, who knows? Well, well, we betting won't be legal by then, so you won't be able to bet on uh, The Rock giving Cody Rhodes a rock bottom or something like that. I thought that's where you were going with it. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was just making a funny joke because it was a very funny Got skit. It. Um, yep. it was a very funny skit, and I laughed, I laughed a lot because right. yeah, my life isn't as bad as that. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that about does it bit longer than we try to go with these and by a bit longer i mean much longer but i think we talked about some i don't know why here. you promised that we're gonna not talk for an hour yeah i need to just dispense with that don't i and just be yes. real with people yes you do let's be real be be a little more um a little more genuine not not a not a good boy band by the way be real they're not in like the top five echelon of boy bands what was we we left one out what was the one from orlando menudo no, no, no. There was a boy band from Menudo Orlando. was a boy band. Wait, Ricky wasn't Martin it just was in called, Menudo. Wasn't it just called Orlando? O-Town. You're thinking of O-Town. 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 I'm thinking of O-Town. O-Town. Why do I yes. know this crap? The O-Town poster behind you? That is not an O-Town poster. This is a piece <laughs> of art. No, it's Thank just you wine. very much. This from a wine. gallery in Argentina that does street art. It's like Orson oh. Welles. And- cool. Yeah, I yeah, like that. it. All right, it's a well, mashup of Battleship Potemkin and Orson Welles. <laughs> We've kept you long enough. We appreciate you uh, for listening. Thank you very much. We will be back next week with a new Five Aside, and then we'll be back with a Five Takes episode after we demolish, win against New England. Uh, we do promise to not be crazy hungover when we record that Five Takes episode. <laughs> I wasn't crazy hungover. I was just a little bit <laughs> not crazy. No, I was responsibly hungover. It was not that bad. Um, I was just really down in that match, and hopefully, we'll be more up for this one. We should, we should, I think, put on a good, good performance against New England. They're going to be missing people anyhow, so it's uh, it's ripe. I hope we don't just do a one nil. Let's let's really go out and make more of a, a statement. Uh, be great and a clean sheet that's what uh we've been prioritizing this season is defense you know it'd be great all right y'all we will talk to you next week 